Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh, and I'm your Push Coach. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of my podcast, where my mission is to help coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to find purpose and passion in their work while turning it into a six and even seven figure coaching business. But before we dive into today's episode, let me just share a little bit about me. After making only two sales in my entire first year of business, I've gone on to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, helping people just like you to find confidence, clarity, and become leaders that change the world. On this show, you're gonna get tools and resources that are gonna help you to make success easier than you ever thought possible. We're gonna help you reprogram your beliefs and mindset for success and create a program that gives your clients massive results. Also, I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new book, The Best Version of You. Head over to joshcoats.com to grab a copy and learn the exact strategies that I have used to build a multi-million dollar coaching business. I'm so excited to have you here today. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back, friends. If you're joining me for the very first time ever, I'm in the middle of recording the audiobook for my book, The Best Version of You. If you're rejoining me, uh, then you're continuing on this journey with me today. We are reading chapter one. So last week we did the intro chapter. If you haven't listened to that, you can go back and listen to that. Kind of gives the backstory of where this book came from, a little bit of the backstory of the actual message of the book, as well as a little bit of like a, a bio on me and, and, and some of the things that I went through. But today, we're diving into chapter one, Law of Ownership. When I first joined my leadership and coaching certification, the first assignment that was given to me was to read a book by John Maxwell, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, three times before I was allowed to do anything else. I was pissed. I had just given a $1,000 deposit to get enrolled, and the first thing they wanted me to do was spend more money on a book and read something that was available to the public Plus, I was someone who had avoided reading my entire life. The only reason I got into this program was because of my passion for listening to podcasts. But reading was something I had hated my entire life. My brother and I used to jam out to a song by a band called Switchfoot called Kim 6A, where the verse says multiple times, I don't want to read the book. I'll watch the movie. Pissed as I was, I ordered a used copy of the book from Amazon for 7 or $8. When the book came in, I sat down at my desk to get started. The first chapter blew my mind and changed my life forever. The first chapter was called The Law of the Lid and basically explained that we all have a lid on our level of leadership and that our success in life is dependent on our ability to learn, improve, and raise this lid to another level. In other words, if your leadership level is currently a four out of 10, the only way to have more success in life is for you to learn and develop more skills to become a five, a six, and so on. In this moment, I had what some would call an aha moment, but I feel like I had an actual encounter with my creator. I went into a trance-like state and saw my entire life flash before me. I grew up in small churches that were very close-minded and had listened to pastors and leaders my entire life complain that the church would grow more if more people would volunteer, if more people would show up on time, and if more people would tithe. I'd also played music for most of my life and would hang out at local guitar shops on my days off. I heard owners say over and over that they couldn't compete with Guitar Center because Guitar Center stayed open too late, let people play their guitars and drums too loud, and was open on weekends. 
I have friends who used to own a coffee shop, and one of them would always complain that they couldn't compete with Starbucks because everyone just wanted sugar coffee and to go through a drive-thru and get quick coffee that was low quality. In this moment, I realized that everyone I had been surrounded by for my entire life had always blamed others for their lack of growth and success. I never once heard a pastor say, well, the church hasn't grown in years, so I guess I need to learn more about leadership become a more effective communicator, and do more community outreach to make our name known. I never heard a guitar store manager say, I guess we could hire someone to work weekends so we could be open on the days that people are actually free to shop, and I guess maybe it would be a good idea to let people churn up the amps and actually see what the instruments sound like before they buy them. The coffee shop could have easily created a few options for people who preferred sweeter drinks and could have easily served their cold brew through a drive-thru. I had spent my 20s detailing cars for a living and working my ass off in hot summers and cold winters. I didn't have any paid time off, and I had to work sick on several occasions. When my youngest son went through his open heart surgeries, I had several weeks where I stayed up with him in the hospital all night and then went to work in detailed cars on almost no sleep. I did all of this just to make enough money to barely scrape by. We had bills stacked up that were all late, and I couldn't even afford to buy my kids new clothes for school. And in this moment, I realized the most important thing I could possibly pass on to you with this book, that this entire mess that felt so completely awful and so completely unfair was all my fault. I had created this mess, not anyone else. I'm the one who chose not to go to college. I'm the one who kept detailing cars instead of taking a job in graphic design that paid less but may have created more long-term opportunities. I'm the one who started up my own business on several occasions but quit after a month or two when the excitement wore off. I had created this mess. But here's the good news. If I was the only one responsible for creating the mess, it also meant that I was the only one who could fix the mess. I didn't need to wait for the perfect time or the right opportunity or some type of lucky break. I ultimately had the power to create whatever I wanted with my life by the choices I make and the chances I'm willing to take. I made a promise right then and there that I would never blame anyone else for my lack of success again. From then on, I would take full responsibility for everything in my life. If I didn't like something in my life, I would learn what I needed to learn and do what I needed to do to fix it. Even if I didn't know how it was my fault, I would still own it. And that is why I took John Maxwell's principle of the law of lid and personally coined it as the law of ownership. Because that word means so much more to me. I have to take ownership for where I am, but also where I eventually want to be. If you're reading this, you are taking the first step in taking control of your life. You might be in a terrible financial situation. You might have a business or a career that is failing. Or you might have a relationship that is broken. You might be experiencing incredible success, but still feeling stuck. I have found that high performers tend to do enough work to get to the top of the mountain, but then sometimes feel lost, wondering, what's next? Wherever you are, reading this book is the start of taking action toward becoming the person who creates success after success. You are about to learn how you can take your next step and keep stepping. If you make the decision right now to act on what you read, your life can change forever. By taking responsibility for my life, I was able to build a multi-million dollar business even though I only made two sales and $500 my entire first year. 
every time I had a consultation that didn't turn into a client, I went home and took ownership. I used it as motivation to read more and study more and learn more. I'll never forget the very first event that I put on. I had some experience in events from playing in a band, but also from several years of volunteering at church. I'd helped my brother put on several youth events, and I'd also served as the creative director at a church I attended for years. The training I went through taught us that we should invite all of our friends to join us for a local mastermind. At the end of six weeks, we were supposed to ask our friends to help us put on an event. If we had six to ten people in our mastermind study, and each one brought three to four people, we'd end up having 20 to 30 people. Well, I was able to get four people to join my free mastermind, but with only four people, if one or two people couldn't make it, well, it was just me and one other person. That was like pretty awkward, but I was trusting the system. So now I needed to put on an event. I needed a venue, and the shop my friend was letting us use for our mastermind wasn't going to work. It was a little too run down, and, and I wanted this event to look professional. I went to visit my friend Evan, who was a new realtor. Like me, he was just getting started and trying to figure out how to get his business up and off the ground. I was telling him about my event, and he mentioned that the realty office he worked at had a meeting room upstairs that they used for small get-togethers. The building was in a really nice part of town, and from the outside, it looked like it's probably a really nice building. He offered to give me an introduction to his boss, who oversaw the Keller Williams realtors in the whole area. Turns out she was really big into personal growth and loved the idea of doing a meeting there. She offered to let me use the room for free if I would just let my friend Evan attend for free. Deal. I started to piece together some other details. I knew at the end of the event I wanted to pitch my next mastermind, the first one I was going to charge for. One of my mentors had taught me that you really need to have a killer offer. I had one friend who had a startup bakery and another friend who had a startup coffee shop. I asked each of them if they would donate some of their products for me to give away, and then I would purchase more for people who bought my program. The, the idea was that I could serve the coffee and the cookies for free at the beginning, and then at the end, I would offer a pound of coffee and a dozen cookies as a bonus for joining my group. Even looking back, I'm still kind of impressed with the creativity I put into this. I was imagining people eating these delicious cookies and thinking, wow, where can I get more of these? Then I would give my pitch, and they'd have a chance to both learn with me and get more cookies. I mean, like, at the time, it seemed brilliant. I asked a friend from my church who had been a barista if she would come and serve coffee. I offered her a free ticket to the event for helping out. Then I got someone from the church to come and run the slides for me so I could be focused on the presentation. I had my dad come and oversee parking so people knew exactly where to go. My sister helped out by giving out handouts and greeting, greeting people as they arrived. Let's talk about promoting. My mentor challenged me to meet with business owners and get them to sponsor the event in exchange for free tickets for their employees. I got one company to sponsor, and they said they would send five of their employees. I called up a buddy who used to work with me and does photography. I asked if he would make a promo video for me if I detailed his car. His wife had a birthday coming up, so he was happy to do a trade-off if I would detail her car. I told him, I only need five minutes of your time. I will knock out the video in one take. I showed up at a local outdoor shopping spot downtown so we could shoot a nice little spot outside of the coffee shop. He got things set up, hit record, and I nailed it. One take. He looked at me surprised and said, people always tell me they can do it in one take, and then it takes like five to ten. People always overestimate what they can do on camera, but, but you nailed it. Do you, you maybe want to do one more just in case? So I did one more just to humor him, 
but I had written out everything I wanted to say and gone over it in my head all day until I showed up. I was prepared. I was doing everything I could have possibly done. Sounds like my first event was probably a hit, right? Well, eight people showed up. That was a bummer, but I still had a chance. If I could get four of them to sign up, I could make $1,000, and that would be the equivalent of like an entire week of detailing cars. I killed the presentation. I'd been practicing day and night for weeks. At the end, I offered the chance to work with me in a mastermind study for six weeks. The cost would be $250, and anyone who signed up would also get a pound of coffee and a dozen of those delicious cookies. And then my boss from the detail shop stood up and said, I'll throw in a free gold detail for anyone who buys Josh's training. A gold detail was worth $200 to $280, depending on the size of your car. A $200 auto detail, a pound of local coffee, and a dozen of the best cookies you've ever tasted. Just like all of those times at the coffee shop, I was only paid in pats on the back that night. Not one single person signed up. I'm crying as I type this, and I don't really know why. I guess because I'm remembering the pain I had to endure those first few years. Maybe I'm realizing even as I type this, just how grateful I am for the 30-year-old kid who is willing to do what I'm about to tell you. I went home and cried, and I was pissed. Why don't people care about personal growth? Why are people so cheap? Why doesn't anyone else get this? I thought to myself all night long. I couldn't sleep. I finally passed out for a few hours and then woke up at six in the morning with these words in my head. The law of ownership. I remembered the promise I had made to myself and God. I would never blame anyone else for my lack of success. The hardest part of the law of ownership is when you feel like you've done everything you know to do and it still isn't enough. But I decided to trust. I decided to at least admit that I didn't know what I didn't know. And that meant I needed to learn more. I bounced back with fire and decided to do a virtual version of the event for people out of town who couldn't make it. I had moved a few times in my life, so I had friends in Kansas and Missouri, and maybe some of them would want to listen. So I did the event again over a conference phone line. This is back before Zoom days. This time, only four people showed up, but because it was over the phone, it didn't really cost me anything, and it didn't take any preparation. I was less mad and more determined. I started wondering if maybe people in Tulsa still saw me as just a kid who detailed cars and were having trouble seeing me as an authority on personal growth. So I went to social media. I started reaching out to people from my old hometowns who only knew that what I was posting on social media. I lined up a few calls and, and I actually signed a few clients. Then I asked my paying clients to help me put on another event. This time, I would have it in Kansas where it seemed like I had a few people who were actually willing to pay me or at least starting to get excited about what I was doing. I put on another event, this time in another state. I promoted it on social media to all of my old friends and family. This time, I charged for the event. At the last event, I had pretended to charge and then gave everyone free tickets because no one would buy one. Plus, I knew I would need gas money just to make this event. I ended up selling 20 tickets. Not a huge growth from eight, but this was 20 paying people, and only half of them were people I actually knew. 
The other half were people my new clients had invited for me. I gave the exact same presentation, but this time with no coffee or cookies. This time, the mastermind study with me would all be over the phone. That day, I had a few people join my mastermind and another person pay me for one-on-one services. I walked away with $800. Now, just to remind you, I would have detailed 28 cars over four days in a 100-degree heat on a typical day to make $800. This $800 was like someone literally hugging me and saying, you can do this. It was my first major win. More than a year after my start date, and I needed it so bad. Do you want to hear something crazy? Looking back, it is so easy to see why my first event sucked so bad. I did all of the right things, but just didn't have an audience of paying customers yet. I was trying to sell to people who were my friends and family. Most of them didn't have $250 or didn't want to spend that $250 to work with a friend. The ones who didn't want to spend six weeks being mentored by their brother or brother-in-law or coworker, I couldn't see it then. And that is why the law of ownership is so important. There are so many things that your future self will see as so obvious. If we aren't careful, we're so attached to the results we want today that we miss the chance to learn the lesson we really need to learn in order to get the results we want tomorrow. I could have given up. I I could have said, I did everything they told me to do and it didn't work. But I chose to trust that the process of learning and growing would give me the answers I needed in time. That's what this entire book is about. It's learning to take ownership and then trust that the lessons will be revealed in time. You aren't going to get what you want today just because you want it. Just wanting it isn't enough. You have to be willing to fight for it. Most of the time, that fight will happen inside your own head and heart. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to figure it all out. But you do have to invest time, energy, and patience into becoming the best version of you. Remember, the best version of you will figure it out. Some coaching questions for the end of this chapter. Fill in the blanks below. Blank am the only one who is responsible for the mess in my life. Who is the only one that is responsible for the current mess in your life? Second one. If I am the only one who created the mess, then I am the only one who can blank the mess. You created the mess. Who is the only one? You are the only one who can what? Fix the mess is the answer if you needed the key for that. If you make the decision right now to blank on what you read, your life can change forever. If you make the decision right now to blank on what you read, your life can change forever. For those of you that can't look back on the actual words because you're listening to the audiobook, it's if you make the decision right now to act on what you read, your life can change forever. If you really want to build a better life for you and your family, you have to embrace the fact that you are a blank. If you really want to build a better life for you and your family, you have to embrace the fact that you are a blank. You don't need anyone else's blank, and you really need to stop looking for their approval.
You don't need anyone else's blank, and you really need to stop looking for their approval. That's the end of chapter one. I just want to remind you that you can get a free paperback copy at joshcoats.com. I give them away for free um, as long as you pay for shipping to anyone inside the U.S. Now, it also comes with a workbook that has all the coaching questions in it and some bonus content. If you live outside of um, the U.S., outside of the 48 continental, I should say, um, you can still get the digital version of the book as well as the workbook for free. Okay, so go to joshcoats.com. Inside the U.S., you will get a paperback shipped to you. Every copy comes signed, plus the digital version that you can start reading right away. That's an immediate download, um, plus the workbook. If you're outside of the U.S., you will still get the immediate downloadable ebook as well as the workbook that goes with it. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today on the podcast. For those of you listening to the audio version um, over on Audible or other places that we have it, I love you so much. I believe in you. Remember that everything you need is living on the inside. All of the resources you'll ever need right under your nose. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Push Coach. I hope you enjoyed so much of this deep dive into the tips and strategies you can use to build your coaching business. If you want to hear more episodes just like this, please make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode releases every week. Also, make sure and tag me over on your stories wherever you're listening to the show so that I can share them over to my stories. Remember, you are worthy of everything you want in life. You are capable of everything you want in life. You have infinite creativity and wisdom and life and love living on the inside of you. So go be a light today in the people you serve. I will see you next time.